Hey everybody and welcome back to Keeping Up With Craft. I'm Michael Rogg from Top Shelf Craft. I'm Andrew Welch from NY Studio 107. And Keeping Up With Craft is a short conversation where we try to help you keep up with the goings-on of the craft CMS and craft commerce world. Long time no see. We've missed you. Uh, we are day after dot all still on a high. At least I am. It was a really exciting couple days. I love seeing old friends make new friends. Um, by this time, I'm sure Pixel and Tonic has done a very good job of publishing all the things, all the first party stuff they announced at dot all the craft three release candidate. Uh, the plugin store, the new licensing, uh, the the WYSIWYG plugins, uh, CK Editor getting added to to the WYSIWYG, uh, the release of Commerce Two, and also the ascendance of Commerce Lite. Um, so go check out the um, the Craft CMS news page or follow the Twitters uh, to get more info on all of that. Um, yeah, and the important thing here is we have dates. We've got we're going to have the the craft release candidate is going to be coming by the end of the year, so Q4 2017. The Commerce 2 beta um, is going to be coming Q1, uh, or actually January, I think they said 2018. And the whole shebang, Craft 3 plugin store Commerce 2 is shipping. They've got a hard fast date of April 4th. 2018, that that is all. That's the announcement that got you most excited. Uh, 100% is dates. It, it did, because I'll tell you why. Because it removes so much uncertainty that a lot of people have been experiencing, whether they are front end developers or plugin developers or whatever. Now, people who are considering doing a site on Craft 3, they have a date that this thing is going to be live. And that's what they can then use when they're planning on what platform um, they're going to be shipping their client project on. Uh, and similarly, plugin developers, you're going to be getting a beta of the club uh, plugin store very soon, um, only for non-commercial plugins uh, initially, because they need Commerce 2 to handle the payment part of that, and that's not coming until January 2018. But you have a, a also hard fast deadline of April fourth to get your stuff done, and so I that is what got me most excited because now we can plan. That's what I care about, and it gets rid of probably the most frequent question in the the Craft Three Slack, which is should I be using Craft Three for my project? You know, oh my now gosh. you have a date. Now you can decide. How many times has that question been asked? Literally. I, Three times a day. I almost wrote a bot. Like I was going to write a little Slack bot. Whenever <laughs> that came up, it would just, you know, kind of shoot that stuff in there. <laughs> I, I I thought about making a, a domain name. Like, do we know when Craft Three is coming yet? Dot com. Right. Um, yeah. So so I'm excited about that as well. I'm also um, really excited about the new licenses. I think that piqued my interest the most. Um, and I, I know that's kind of esoteric, but um, basically what they announced is that Craft is going to start shipping with a new license, which is based on the MIT open source license, which is appropriate because now that uh, Craft is uh, open sourced on GitHub. Um, and basically it's the MIT license 
modified for the commercial implications of you have to buy a license for craft under certain circumstances. Um, so basically, MIT, open source, except you got to pay for it when you put it on production. Now, why are you excited? Is it because of the idea? Yeah. So the second half of that announcement is that all of the plugins in the plugin store will be required to ship under that same license. So Craft and all of its plugins um, are shipping under this new license. Um, and I'm excited about this for a few reasons. One is that it uh, it simplifies things because it is a simple license. They've put a lot of effort into to like keeping the language very simple and keeping it as short as possible, so it's easy to read. Um, and it means that we'll we'll have like just a baseline of consistency in terms of clients and vendors um, just knowing across the system what they're getting when they grab a plugin in the plugin store and what the requirements around that are. Um, and the reason that I'm most interested in this is because I think it is reflective of the direction that Pixel and Tonic is trying to take the product, which is to make it really, really accessible to as many people as possible um, and to try to capture commercial value where commercial value is provided. Or to say it differently, to align the business objectives of craft with the business objectives of the people using craft. Um, And for me as a plugin developer and as a commercial plugin developer, that is a direction that I have been trying to take my stuff as well. Yeah. And and you know, as well as I do that the, (laughs) a lot of the reason people don't release plugins is they don't want to deal with the support. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and a big part of what you have to deal with uh, or the real value that you're getting out or people are getting out of the plugin is not necessarily the code that you wrote, no matter how beautiful you think it is, but it's also your support of that to help them. You know, right. Huge part of it. Yeah. And so I just I think that it sets up a nice spirit um, for both having a product that is accessible um, to as many people as possible, but that is also commercially viable um, and sustainable. Um, but that commercial viability and that commercial sustainability is coming from the places where there are actual costs, right? right? Like, I don't want you to have to give me a bunch of your money if you're not taking up a bunch of my time. But if you are taking up a bunch of my time, then you need to give me a bunch of your money. And like, I think that the license scheme and just the consistency and simplicity around the new licensing, I think lays good groundwork and sets a nice tone for that. So I think it all boils down to expectations, right? Dates and uh, licenses and requirements and all these things. Like for me as a, a client services developer, what really helps me have a lot of confidence in the near future is just having solid, consistent expectations. And so I thought they gave us uh, a very nice present uh, at dot all. Um, so let's let's call it. Let's rename it. We'll rename it the Uncertainty Conference because it removed a whole lot of uncertainty. So much uncertainty, and just everybody could just double down on the confidence that they have in this platform, and that was just really it. Was it was like a collective sigh of all of these question marks just evaporating. So. Um, so that was cool. We also got to see some really cool talks. Um, which talk were you most pumped about? Well, first of all, I thought that um, everyone did a really nice job. You know, there was no, 
there was no talk that I was just like, oh, God, I think I'm going to leave and go get a coffee. Um, they were all really, really solid speakers um, and gave really good presentations, except for this SEO presentation. The SEO guy. Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah, it was questionable. But everyone else did a really good job. Um, but by far my favorite was the uh, Travis Gertz's uh, design presentation because while I am terrible at design, um, that's what my wife takes care of for me. Um, I was a photojournalism major and I have a very keen eye for design and I loved the history and some of the concepts that he was talking about in that presentation. And also the way he was using um, craft and tachyons as a prototyping tool for him to play around with the design, I thought was really wild. It was a lot of fun. Agreed. Um, I got to give a shout out to Carrie's talk uh, on content strategy that opened the conference um, kind of all about how to do content first work both before and once you have involved a CMS in the process, um, just making your whole project workflow um, and the way you talk about your project truly content first. She covered a lot of stuff that we do like intuitively, but I've never felt like I had compelling way to talk about it. Right. Like a vocab and a framework to describe these things and why these content first processes are valuable um, to the client relationship and to the quality of the project. And I just, I have never heard content first workflow explained so thoughtfully as, as in Carrie's talk. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. All of the talks were just the thoughtfulness and thoroughness of preparation that right. you could tell all of these speakers put into their talks um, was crazy. I mean, just the the bar was so high. And I'm given to understand that all of them are going to be released, uh, the videos um, coming up here. Uh, I don't know when, but I, I know that uh, they took videos and they're planning to release those. So uh, I'm excited that, that folks who were not able to be at the conference will still get to see these talks because they really were great just across the board. Nice. Um, so takeaway from the, the experience as a whole. So my takeaway from the conference as a whole, whether it's from pixel and tonic or the presentations that were given um, or just the developers that I kind of hung out with and talked to um, was just sort of a, uh, a feeling of vibrance and confidence. Um, there's a whole lot of uh, really smart people in the craft community, and it just gives me a uh, big sense of confidence moving forward with uh, this as a as a platform. Yeah, I think my takeaway was along those same lines. Um, I was really impressed um, by the diversity of um, of kinds of practitioners using craft. Um, you know, at one point during one of the talks. Um, you know, we, we raise our hands. If we were a freelancer, we raise our hands. If we were a small agency, we raise our hands. If we were a big agency and, um, and those groups were all like pretty much the same size as right. represented at the conference. Um, there were so many freelancers and so many small agencies and also a really good show up from really large agencies. Um, which incidentally, that, Michael lends yeah. to exactly what you stated before 
about being excited the way that Kraft is shifting the licensing model so that it can service all these very disparate groups and their different needs. Yeah. You know, I, I had sort of a gut feel that the community was shaped that way. And, um, and I was aware of some of the really cool work being done on craft, but it, to just have it be in human form right before my eyes, um, just that diversity and that quality of community, um, just was a really a, a feel good for me. Makes me excited to be part of these circles. Yeah. And everyone goes back, they're energized. They've got dates. They can, uh, very soon start playing with the craft RC. I'm I'm so excited about uh, all the. Oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> My housekeeping focus knocking on the door. Housekeeping. <laughs> hang on a sec. <laughs> no, thank you. Unbelievable. I hope he doesn't cut this out. Michael getting up in his underwear, going to the door, telling people, "No, no, you don't need to do my room now." Oh man. You got to leave this in. Housekeeping. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm super excited. I was work. I've been working on Craft Three plugins this morning, just because I don't want to do anything else yep. than just hack on Craft Three. Yep. Um, so yeah, you you had you said you wanted to. I did have one question for you. Okay. So I want you to tell me one thing that I could have done better in my presentation, either something I didn't cover or some mannerism or you know whatever um you didn't tell everyone that um that i taught you everything you know (laughs) oh man next time i felt i felt so unappreciated next time um no actually um i thought i thought your talk was great um i like i didn't expect it to bomb but um i was really pleased with um the pace of your talk and everything you covered. I mean, we've covered a bunch of it on the podcast and, and you've written prolifically in your blog. And so it's not like a ton of it was new material, but I'm sure that there were folks at the conference who haven't heard the podcast, haven't read your blog, have been living under a rock. I thought, I thought your talk was great. I actually have no critique for your talk. Um, except to say in the vein of also appreciation, um, Having seen your slides as you were preparing this talk, um, <laughs> props to Polly for making your slides look awesome. Um, <laughs> oh shout, man! Now, shout, now out, shout out to Andrew's, out. Out to Andrew's wife, uh, the graphic designer, because those slides were ugly as butt. Oh, it's it was oh. the default. The default being the ugly. Come on, man. Um, you know, for a guy who, who has a keen eye for design, uh, yeah. I don't know how you can, can ask such a question. Oh, obviously. Um, yeah. She did a, she did a fantastic job. Well, cool. Um, again, if you weren't able to make it, I'm sorry I missed you. Um, but, uh, but check out the craft CMS news site and look for those videos to be, um, coming soon. And uh, the next dot all conference is going to be in Europe. Um, I've got uh, I'm, I'm campaigning hard for Berlin because um, um, well because I just love Berlin. But we'll see we'll see where it uh, where it I ends. Want up. Latvia, but uh, yeah, Latvia would be fun too. Actually, we could all uh, have a party at Anders's house. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always excited when, you know, all of our friends from Europe take the trouble to fly over here. So, um, so I'm excited to, to get to visit, uh, Europe for the next dot all. And, uh, the whole team, the whole Pixel and Tonic team and Jess did a, a fantastic job. So if you weren't able to make it, uh, you know, start uh, chucking pennies in your piggy bank and make sure that you get out to uh, dot all 2018. All right. I think that covers it pretty well. Thank you for joining us for keeping up with craft. I'm Michael Rogg. And I'm Andrew Welch. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.